Hey everyone, I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, and maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. Hey guys, well, we are going to be talking today about adult ADD or adults being on the spectrum. A lot of people are learning a lot more about mental health, which is fantastic. There's so much less stigma. Um, And a lot of people like myself even are being served things about ADD or about being neurodivergent, even in TikToks and in Instagram posts. So we've got a lot of people asking questions about how do I know? Am I ADD? Am I on the spectrum? So we're going to talk about that and talk about what you do if you think that might be true. Um, But first, I'm going to do a self-care check-in with Rue. Hey, Rue. Hey, Kristen. How are you? How is your self-care going? My self-care is going okay. Um, I'm in an interesting place professionally in my work life um, because I am actively trying... (laughs) I'm actively trying to not be a blogger anymore, but it keeps sucking me back in. (laughs) That, you know, money talks, man. Dude, I know. And so I kind of made a commitment to myself. I'm not going to, I'm not going to blog anymore. That the time of my life. Well, I'm not going to blog for money. Let me clarify, which Mm. I know this may, this might sound like a little bit of insider talk uh, because Rue and I are both in this, have, have both been in this field. But, you know, I enjoy blogging. I enjoy, you know, writing stuff on Instagram, writing essays, what have you. But the way that I have made a living at it is by doing sponsored posts, which is that someone pays you for you to talk about their product. It could be a service, you know, it could, I mean, I've done a lot of stuff through like I vaccinate or other things that I really believe in. But at the end of the day, you're making your money by doing sponsored content. And I had kind of committed to myself, I'm not going to do sponsored content anymore. I had no judgments for people who do. But for me, I was not finding it fulfilling. And I had gotten my license back. I've been starting to see clients again. And I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. But then for whatever reason, July, August, September, I am just inundated with sponsored opportunities. And as you said, it's like, it's very hard to turn down money. Now I know this sounds like the biggest like first world problem in the world. But then I accepted a number of sponsored posts and then ended up working like 60, 70 hour weeks for the last couple months. Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of what happens, right? They go, Oh, we, and it sounds like really good money. And then you have to send in drafts. And then how do I make this not sound like a commercial? Essentially, I've always likened to it. I've always likened it to nobody pays money to read your content. So it's essentially a commercial, just like a a television show, which is why people who have moved away from that. Now you have to subscribe to everything to read an article, which Mm -hmm. is one of my big gripes right now. I'm just going to rant for a second. One of my big gripes is that I have a subscription to Business Insider and the New York Times and New York Magazine and all, all of its outlets. 
But every time I want to read an article, I have to sign in again. Yeah. (laughs) What extra do I have to pay so I don't have to do that? Totally. But yes, it has gone in that direction. And you're absolutely right. It's commercials. And it is deceptively more work than you think. Because, I mean, I would say 10% of it is actually writing the content. Like, okay, I'm going to write a sponsored post. 90% of it is negotiating and sending over your analytics and screenshots of your Instagram insights. And, uh, you know, and then you have to do it at the end of the campaign. And it's just, it is a lot. And you have to send in drafts, and then they want a million little tweaks. So, it's a lot of work. I know that it's a lot of work. I told myself I didn't want to do this work anymore. And then I just found myself. And I mean, when I tell you I was working so much, I mean, I was waking up and sitting at my computer and I was there till midnight, you mm-hmm. know, and then doing it over again. So I am actively trying to not, <laughs> not do this anymore. But as a single mom, it is very hard to turn away money at this point, you know, let me ask you an important question. Yeah. The amount of money that you get paid for, say, one sponsored post. Yes. Would you rather do the work for one sponsored post? Or would you rather lick a public doorknob? Oh, I would 100% lick a public doorknob. (laughs) Bring it, bring it to me right now. Okay, I was just even in COVID. Yeah, well, that's that's the question, right? (laughs) Like, like, would you also, I don't know, lick the handle of an escalator? Instead of- yeah, I mean, I hate doing it. And it's, you know, blogging has been such a weird journey, because I do love writing. I love mm-hmm. blogging. But the aspect of the, the aspect that you have to do to make money, which is creating these commercials, I abhor, I hate it. And so you know, th- that's this real crisis there, because it's like, wow, I'm getting to do what I love. But I hate what I have to do in order to make money to do what I love. And I would rather be a hobby blogger like a hobbyist blogger mm. and make money some some way else, you know, which is what I'm trying to do. But I'm just I was laughing. I'm like, I don't know how I'm a mommy blogger again. How did this happen? Yes. <laughs> no, I get it. I I get I find that I am doing I mean, you know, I, I love to write I sh- I complete not only did I stop blogging, I shut down my websites for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And but I find that I'm writing like little miniature blog posts on Instagram. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, I miss writing. Yeah. And, and it's it's nice because you still get feedback, but do people? I'm finding that people don't really click through to websites anymore. They really I don't. Mean, yeah, they, they, they really want, don't. They want all of it in app, right? Yes. So it's, well, and that's true. So it's not really sponsored posts that people are wanting to buy. They want to buy, you know, an Instagram ad. So right. anyway, for all of you who follow me on Instagram and you see my Instagram ads, I'm sorry. No, no, I no, don't no. like that's it not either. What you say. No, you say <laughs> you say like comment, interact, because, you know, I mean, I will always do it because, because I've known you for many, many years, but even before I knew you, I was reading your stuff and I learned so much because my kids were just a little bit younger than yours. And I learned, you know, I remember reading your blog post about making rice and beans every day for lunch. And oh I was like, my gosh. Kristen makes rice and beans every day for lunch. I'm going to make rice and beans every day for lunch. And I feel like when you're able to share that experience or you share a little bit of knowledge with the community and they can and sort of help support you by, you know, buying your Rage Against the Minivan t-shirt or (laughs) liking a post on Instagram. Why not? I do the same for NPR. I have NPR mugs because I like NPR and I appreciate NPR. I do too, actually. We're, yeah, we have all the sweatshirts. (laughs) 
in our house. <laughs> this got super nerdy real fast. I know. I know. Anyway, so hopefully I'm going to move away from this. I am moving into, you know, I'm doing private practice. And then I have actually, I am most likely going to be taking a job with a, um, with a treatment center where I will do intensive. So I'm looking forward to that. And I am looking forward to moving away from this kind of work. But I did just, I was telling my boyfriend, I feel like I was like, you know, in the game shows where they'll have like a little phone stall and they have money in there and you have to grab all the money that you can. <laughs> like, that's what I feel like I was yes. doing. And it just didn't feel mm-hmm. great. <laughs> Hold on. But what people also have to know is that you either have an agency that takes money off the top or oh, an gosh, agent. Yeah. And then you have to have yeah. a VA that you're paying. Yeah. And then you have to like, there's a lot that goes into it. And sometimes you think, oh, well, if I get XYZ amount, then I can pay this amount and this amount, and then I'll have this left over. But then you have to save half for taxes. It is a slog. It is a slog. It really is. I mean, I, I, I've, I feel a little trepidatious complaining about it because I want to acknowledge that I had an incredible blogging career where I stayed at home with my kids and I made a living. It, it has given me so much. I, I don't want to, you know, but but the amount of money that is being paid versus the amount of work that's required, you know, when you really do the math, it's not a sustainable living. It really is not. I, I feel like in, so. I mean, again, more insider talk. I feel like the people that where they really get the most bang for their buck are essentially fashion influencers because so much of their income, yep, right. So much of their income is affiliate links, right, and that is what kind of drives them. So they'll still do sponsored posts, but they also don't need to, right, um, because they're making so much in affiliate money. And that's not really the same when you're just telling stories. Like, how do you monetize that? Except for if you mention, you know, some product, then, you know, then you start going, oh, well, I suppose I can work with this company because I use it anyway. But it's not, it's not the same. It's not like just dropping a link in because that's what you wore today. Yes. Well, I'll say it kicked my butt and it was just a huge reminder to me that it is a slog, that it is too much work for not enough money, that when I am working in that realm, I have no work-life balance whatsoever and I'm done. I'm very done. (laughs) I think it was the last like kick in the pants I needed. Um, How about you? I, uh, we talked about analog things recently. We talked about how I got a record player. I also have a tracing notebook that essentially has drawings in it, and I trace. That's all I do. And it is pen, paper, nothing digital. And sometimes I don't like meditating with my eyes closed, but sometimes I will listen to meditative music and trace, and I find that that is very um, therapeutic in some way. So... I know we talked a lot about blogging and I drove mo- most of that because you, you know, kicked up some old feelings. But anyway, I recommend tracing. I love that. That's such a good, that sounds very therapeutic. Yes, it is nice. I actually, maybe I'll, sh- maybe I should link to the tracing notebook I have because it's really, it's you really should. Absolutely. Um, what do you have for two thumbs up? Okay. The first thing feels very privileged. It is privileged. I mean, a lot of us, oh, yes. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I, you know, don't have some things that I would say a lot of people who have, uh, a lot of people who work long hours might utilize, like a cleaning service. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not doing that because of COVID. I'm not doing, you know, fewer babysitters in my house, that sort of thing. 
And I find that I work long hours, I go home and I'm like puttering, tidying, you know, uh, caretaking, all of those things that parents do. And then when it comes to doing laundry, if there is, okay, my bedroom, sorry, I'm, I'm all over the place here, but my bedroom is the messiest room in the house because when I come home and I need to clean something, I'm not going to clean my bedroom. I'm going to clean totally. the shared living areas. A hundred percent. And so yeah. also I will do, I'll wash towels and sheets and clothing because kids have to be at school, like all of those things. And the last thing I'll do is my own clothing, Same. which needs extra attention because I have to hand wash this or whatever. I mm-hmm. want to iron that. And so all of the things that are for me are last on the list. So what I ended up doing was I did a little research and I found a laundry service that comes, picks up my laundry, mm-hmm. leaves, and brings it back wash and on hangers because I've asked for hangers except oh, instead of folding. on hangers. Yes, I want it. I want it hung because otherwise I have oh, to iron out the creases. Totally. So, so. I only do my laundry. I don't do anyone else's, but they'll do, they'll do cold wash. They'll do dry clean. They'll do air, you know, air dry or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just put it in a bag and I never have to talk to anyone on the phone because the guy just texts me and then sends me a Venmo request and it's done. Wow. And so every week now I have clean clothing that's already pressed and ready to go. And it's one thing that I don't have to think about. Am I still doing laundry? Yes, I'm doing like the regular everyday yeah. laundry, but I'm not like tired at the end of the day going, ugh, I have to do my own laundry now. Okay, Rue, I have questions. Okay. So uh, number one, how, I mean, if you don't mind sharing, like how much does it cost? You're not going to believe it. Mm, $20 a week. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Number $25 two, a week. Yeah. How much time between when he picks it up and when he drops it back off? Like what's, what's the, I'm out of clothes length of time. Sure. So I, uh, it's a little bit different because I live in a, a little bit of a, not a rural area, but it's a little bit further out from the city. Mm-hmm. So he picks it up on a Tuesday and returns it the next Tuesday. Okay. Okay. But then, then that Tuesday he picks up more. So it's once a week I'm getting it once a week I'm getting stuff picked up and dropped off. Do you feel a little panicky? Like, okay, I just sent off some clothes and I won't have those clothes for a whole week? I do sometimes, but I think what has helped is that I am making sure all of the clothes in my closet are clothes that I actually wear and I got rid of everything that I don't wear. So that way I can take stock of what I have and I right. know that this is going to last me the whole week and that's fine. But got I sent, like, I mean, it's like my underwear, my bras, my workout yeah. clothes, my work clothes. It's, it's anything that's mine. And um, sometimes I have to do like, I, I'll put my bras in a different bag because I don't want those going in a dryer, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it, it takes like, I just throw all of my, I throw everything in my laundry basket into a bag. I stick it on the porch. I've never met the man. I never will. <laughs> he just picks it up, drops it off, Venmo's me or sends me a Venmo request. And I have been paying $25 a week. That's um, really smart and really brilliant. And you know what? I mean, that that's not a lot of money. I mean, I don't think people realize. I didn't realize how inexpensive it was until we started, you know, I will occasionally we do these home swaps, right? Mm-hmm. And so I will come home to every single linen in the house needing to be washed. And so I have sent those out. That's which is the first time I've ever done a laundry service. And I couldn't believe how cheap it was. Yeah, I mean, look, it's still it's 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 the same as I don't know my 
internet bill for the month. So it's not nothing. No. But it's almost I think it feel I feel like it serves me more than a cleaning service would. And I think as a working mom, you constantly have to evaluate like what's my billable rate, right? Like what's my hourly rate? Mm. And if I can send something off that would take me several hours, but it's but you know, I can make more money working, it makes a lot of sense. Yes. No, I agree. And honestly, there are times where I want to come home and the trade-off might be a work hour versus Mm -hmm. laundry versus spending time, like quality time with my kids. Right. And so at the end of the day, I'm like, this, this makes sense to me, even if it means I need to adjust my budget elsewhere. Yeah. I am, I am saving myself time. And honestly, the panic of getting up and like trying to find something to iron and, you know, putting it on, or I have to do uh, a meeting somewhere or anywhere that I need to look reasonably decent. It's nice to know I already have all of these things hung up in my closet. I love that they hang it for you. I'm I make my kids hang everything straight out of the dryer as well cuz I don't like to iron anything. Yes. Well, I, I they were folding it and I had said, um, would it be possible for you to just hang everything? And they said even the t-shirts and I said, yes. Yep. I said, okay. And then I think my next thing will be how much extra to not to have to sort it beforehand and you guys just figure out what needs to be cold washed and mm-hmm. dry cleaned because I just throw everything into a basket. I would yeah. like to just do that. That would be nice. Um, so anyway, maybe it sounds pretentious, but that is, that's my two thumbs up. Actually, I will save another two thumbs up for another time because I talked so much about my new favorite thing, which is <laughs> sending my laundry out. How about you? Um, okay. One is, this is related to back to school, but you know, we've been back to school shopping, but we found these adorable, they're called decomposition journals. Have you seen these? No. So they look like your typical composition journals, you know, like you use in high school, but they are, they have just really cute artwork and they're, some of them are a little bit, I don't know how to explain it, like a little Gothic, you know, like some of them have gargoyles on them or they might have like, um, they might have succulents or gardening gnomes. They're they're whimsical. They're very, you know what they are, Rue? We talked about this word in another podcast, but for our um, millennial and Gen X listeners, they are cottagecore. They're very oh, cottagecore. Yes. And you and I both have, we each have at least one cottagecore daughter. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, it's India is the one that's obsessed with these composition journals, but but I really like them too. They're really cute. Um, they have them at Target. They have them at Amazon. Um, and they're just, I don't know, they're kind of whimsical and fun and just a nice little alternative to the boring composition notebooks that you have to use for school. Yeah, these are really cool. Yeah, um, we've gotten a ton of them. They're They're really pretty. Yes, I actually... At some point, I feel like you need to text me a picture of India's room, and I will text you a picture of Rebby's room. Oh, my gosh, because, I should. I mean, I, I imagine, like, those vines. Do you, does she have vines? She doesn't. She does want the vines. She has the vines at Mark's house. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In fact, both um, of my daughters are a little upset with me because I I won't let them redecorate their rooms because their rooms are perfectly decorated and, like, only two years old. <laughs> And yeah. I'm like, we're not just going to redo your rooms every two years. Is that mean? Yes, it is. But I mean, they want well, like... Well, no, it's not mean, but like... They want me to just... buy new stuff. Let me clarify. Oh, oh, Like oh. they want new comforters and they want to paint their rooms and they want all new artwork on the wall. 
No, that's too much. And they're they can rooms like make it really cute. Maybe they could DIY it. Like you that's know what, what I, I said. I, I will say too that what is a really cheap fix for some of that is a print kit. I just got I just got my eldest a print kit. Well, I I said the same thing, and that's what I told both of them. I said you're going to take the frames that are in your room. You, you know, your, your little gallery wall and you can take the frames down and you can put in new artwork and you can paint the frames and that that's not good enough for them. So whatever. <laughs> no, I, 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 no. Yes. I mean, they're, they, they get to have their own rooms. I think that's, that should be enough, but yeah, I think DIY, like they, they can go on TikTok and find some inspiration yes. to uh, paint exactly. stuff themselves. Exactly. Yeah. But they're, we're going to use what we have is basically what no, I told I them. No, I like that. I like that. You know what you need to do is just explain to them that it's very green. It's eco-friendly. And then they have to go, oh, right. Because mm. um, that's because a good idea. It kind of it guilts them. Yes. That's what I do with my vegetarian daughter. I'm like, oh, yes. the earth. She's like, oh, the earth. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to use that. I'm going to weaponize. I'm going to weaponize climate change against. Them. Just weaponize the fact that they're empathetic. That's, totally, that's the totally that's the that's the key. Um, what else do you have? Um, the next one I have is okay. So I love overnight oats, which I feel like overnight oats is the new kale, right? Like everyone is selling it now. Like Target now has overnight oats, which is mm-hmm. funny that they're called that. Like that's become the name for it because really. I mean, it's just like soaked oats <laughs> to be overnight. Like, yeah, what have they done to make it overnight? I know, and and it's funny because I have made soaked oats. I I've made that for years, but I never make it overnight. I always like make it and then eat it in like thirty minutes. But whatever. Right. Um, but anyway, I found this company that it's called Oats Overnight, um, but they're little packets. Um, and you just mix them up at night with like a nut milk or a regular milk. And then in the morning, you have like a perfect overnight oats and it's drinkable. Ooh. So, and it's high protein. So I really, really like this. And it's funny because my boyfriend really likes them too. So we'll just, you know, pop them into like a little shaker um, at night. And then in the morning, you have like a perfect little drinkable breakfast that you can take with you. Kind of like a smoothie, but they're oats and they have really good flavors. They have like you know, strawberries or creamsicle. Um, but I really like the chocolate peanut butter. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. I could get into that. Yeah. And they have a couple caffeinated uh, versions as well. I don't do those because I don't do caffeine, but kind of fun. Well, today's sponsor is a longtime favorite brand of mine. Thrive Cosmetics is a clean beauty brand with skin-loving ingredients that not only highlight your best features, they actually improve your skin over time. Their clinically proven formulas are made without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates, and they're never tested on animals. In fact, they're Leaping Bunny and PETA certified and 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Thrive Cosmetics has a great mission that's really bigger than beauty. For every product purchase, Thrive donates to help women thrive. Some of their causes include helping women emerge from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, and fighting cancer. We know the selfie community is big on female empowerment and community care, which is why this company felt like such a great fit. 
In addition to their great mission, let's talk about their products. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extension Mascara for a while now. It's their bestseller and it's the winner of Allure's Best of Beauty Award. It makes your lashes look so long without feeling flaky or clumpy. I'm big on clean products for my eyes and I also love their Brilliant Eye Brightener, which is a cream to powder highlighter. I like to use their Muna shade to give myself an instant smoky eye. And I get asked about it all the time. They also have lighter shades that brighten your eyes and make you look better rested. And I'm also a fan of their Intensive Lip Balm with SPF 24. I particularly love the Fresh Mint flavor. We love everything about Thrive Cosmetics, from the quality of their makeup, to the clean formulations, to their bigger-than-beauty mission in helping others. We think you'll love them, too. You can visit thrivecosmetics.com selfie for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer you can only get from us. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash selfie for 15% off your first order. If you didn't catch that, you can find the link in our Facebook community, on Instagram, or in our show notes. A few months ago, our family had a pretty devastating loss when my nephew lost his fourth child. When it happened, I knew I wanted to help, so I immediately offered to organize a fundraiser for my nephew and his wife, who had experienced this terrible loss, but were also struggling to pay for medical bills that preceded losing their son. I quickly started to do some research on the best platform to use to help organize care for them. I was really happy to find Give in Kind. Their platform is specifically created for offering care. It is highly customizable and offers a number of ways for family, friends, and even strangers to help out. There's a section where you can give updates and keep people posted to what is going on, but I also really love that it offers a variety of ways to crowdfund, as well as the ability to set up care like meals and housekeeping. You can even allow people to sign up to give rides or care for pets. I was able to set up a schedule for people to bring meals to them. It allowed people to bring a homemade meal or to choose an option to send a meal through Grubhub or simply a gift card to any number of meal delivery services. It also offered a place to give info on what kind of meals the family likes, which is super helpful when there are kids involved who tend to be pickier eaters. They also offer the ability to send a number of gifts that are appropriate for times of crisis and loss. I especially like the fact that giving a gift certificate to an online therapy site was an option. They also have an option for gift cards for groceries, care packages, and self-care experiences. I found Givenkind to be the most thoughtful platform, and I really appreciate that it is free. A lot of intention has gone into making it a place to offer respectful and targeted support. My nephew's loss was one example of how people need support, but whether you're having a baby, preparing for surgery or hospital stay, battling cancer, or simply want to support your friends as they go through a challenging time, Give in Kind is a great place to coordinate any and all of life's disruptions, the good and bad, and get people the support that they need. You can check them out at giveinkind.com. That's giveinkind.com. Well, I am excited to talk to BJ about this next topic because it is one that I'm seeing more and more people talking about, especially as people are talking more about being ADD or being on the spectrum. Um, I get served TikToks all the time about ADD or being on the spectrum, and more and more people are learning about it. There's less stigma, and the result is more and more people are going, wait a minute, do I have ADD or am I on the spectrum? Because I'm relating to some of the content that I'm seeing. So um, BJ, 
talk to me, talk to us about what people should do if they are learning more about ADD, learning more about autism and thinking, I think I might be neurodivergent. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start by saying in a recent episode, we talked a little bit about this and I want to go into more depth about it. This is not a question for your general practitioner. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is not a question for your kid's pediatrician. No, it's not. This is a psychiatric or psychological question that has to be asked of a clinician that provides those services. So our default always feels like we should be able to trust our doctor, especially our pediatrician with everything they've known our child since birth. But the truth is they're not skilled for this. And and very mm-hmm. often what we're having is we're seeing a lot of people walk around the world with diagnoses that they don't, that aren't accurate, or we don't know if they're accurate, or they're getting misdiagnosed for one thing when it's something else, because they're not seeing the person who could actually evaluate for them to determine exactly what their symptoms mean. Right. And so I'm, what I want to talk about today and and what we'll include in the show notes for this episode is directions on how to navigate this. But what's really important is you need to find someone, a, a clinician, sometimes it's usually a clinical psychologist, sometimes it might be a psychiatrist. And they are not just trained in because you'll, you'll find people who say they do assessment and testing, psychological assessment and testing, but they'll also say they do everything else. Mm-hmm. That's not who you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You're looking for someone that this is their specialty. Yes. I completely agree. This is agree. all they do. Right. Now, insurance doesn't always cover a good portion of it, if any of it, unfortunately. Um, I feel like insurance companies always just want to skip over diagnoses. Yeah. Right? They just yeah. want us to get to a solution and they want it to, it to be the solution that they want to pay for. Totally. And so there's the the beginning and the end to get ignored. And and they find you somewhere in the middle with a bunch of things to do that make them feel better because they didn't have to fork out much money for it. So this is where we really get lost. And so it's crucial that you understand that if indeed you have made it to adulthood, and you are now considering that you could be on the spectrum, please find a way, if there is any way possible, to invest in psychological testing. Mm-hmm. Because you need to know exactly what you're dealing with. If you've been masking this mm-hmm. long, then there's no way for you to know if it's trauma, if it's ADD, if it's spectrum, if it's all of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be so many different things. And I love that this person used the term neurodivergent because that really is what it covers. We often hear that term and our minds go straight to the autism spectrum. Right. But really neurodivergent is talking about anything like this. Sensory OCD, processing. Sensory yeah. processing. Yes. Anything that's out of where there's obsessive things or repetitive things or whatever. And so we want to make sure that we're getting to the right thing and not make assumptions based on the TikToks we're following, because sometimes we're not getting accurate information from any place else that we look. And so 
Um, yeah. If you can invest in that, what the show notes will tell you, show you is how to find someone and weed out the people who claim to do testing mm-hmm. from the ones who actually are skilled and trained and experienced Absolutely. at doing testing. And it, you know, it can be covered by insurance. It yes, can it can be. be. And often is often it's fully covered. And, yeah. and in some cases it's, it's well covered in others. It's all out of pocket or it's, there's minimal payment for it. So it ends up being a thousand dollars or more. Yeah. And that I know that's quite a bit of money for most people, but like I said, the investment of it will save you so much money and time and energy in the long run yeah. to get to an answer because these are not things that, you know, it's like lupus. Anyone who knows about lupus or has had lupus, you can line up 10 people who've been diagnosed with lupus mm-hmm. and none of them may have any common symptom to the next person in line. And that's how the spectrum can be. That's how a lot of these uh, neurodivergent um, diagnoses can be. And so it's really easy for us to go, well, I've got this, 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 and this, it Mm -hmm. must be this. And that's what our general practitioners often do. Well, they also, you know, a general practitioner, if you've made it to adulthood, without being diagnosed, it means that you mask very well, right? Yes. And so your general practitioner is going to look at you and they're not going to do a full ADOS, which is a the the diagnostic testing for, you know, autism spectrum. They're just going to mm-hmm. look at you and go, well, you're making eye contact. You're fine. Yes, exactly. You're, you know, you're, you're social. You're fine. You don't look like Rain Man. You're fine. I mean, that's like exactly even it. You know, even your general practitioner, and I'm not trying to diminish, you know, they, mm-hmm. they have a skill set for sure. That's it. This is not it, though. No. They've maybe we done one rotation on this in their schooling. Right. That's not what they do for a living. Yep. Same thing with addiction. Yeah. It, you know, there's so many different specialties that if you're not trained in that specialty, you've got two days of training in it and that's it after eight years of college. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to know that. And that's why we harp on making sure you get to the right clinician, no matter what it is we're talking about, because you're going to get really watered down information. And and like you said, I love the way you define that because it really is assumptive. Mm -hmm. They're basing it on the most obvious or most um, commonly presented symptoms, not well, and a person who deals with, you know, people who are on the spectrum all day, every day, they're going to know small yes. little details. I'll give you an example. Kids. We have a family friend who I thought was on the spectrum because I used to work with a lot of kids on the spectrum. Um, doctor said, no, her eye contact is fine. We take her to a specialist. The specialist recognizes she's not making eye contact. She's looking at my cheek. So the way that she's learned to mask is to look at a cheek, right? But a specialist caught that small little difference that her eye isn't meeting my gaze, her eye's looking at my cheek. Um, and, you know, you just, you really need someone, again, if you're if you're high functioning, you really need someone who knows what that looks like through yes. experience. That's it. That's it. So I think it's just really crucial that you find that whether it's for your child or for yourself, but especially for adults, mm-hmm. that you t- you make the investment to get what you need, yeah. because then you're going to get the treatment that you need. You're going to get the solutions that you need, the tools that you need to live the life you want to live. That is the reason you're asking about this is that there's something not working right and feels like interfering with your ability to live the life you want. And, you know, we, we talked about this earlier. We, we suffer an, we suffer needlessly yeah. when we can't find answers. And 
this isn't something that's talked about enough that people know that it's just a challenge and there's certain places to go to get the information you need. We go to those places that we know and trust Mm -hmm. and then we trust what we hear. Yeah. And then we, when it doesn't work, we're just like, okay, well, I guess that's, I guess I'm just broken Mm -hmm. and this is how it has to be. Yeah. And so we have to really be advocates for ourselves. Absolutely. Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us on Instagram at at selfiepodcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care. Take care.